You're listening to the Sport of Business podcast powered by the 321 Go Project. We've talked with over 500 gym owners just like you, and every week we'll bring you the best of the best. We chat with industry experts as well as deliver advice that you can use today. For more, visit 321goproject.com. So, so starting off for our listeners that don't know, uh, I just wanted to give some of your vital stats here. So you were, you were an athlete. You competed in the games in 2009, 2010, and 2011, opened CrossFit Anywhere in 2011, and now most recently you are an author of uh, 365 Wads. Why don't you tell us a little bit about the book? Um, yeah, so the book, the book is, kind of an extension of my philosophy that the stuff you do in the gym or that, you know, CrossFit as a methodology should not just be used, you know, in a gym. You should be able to do it anywhere. You should want to do it anywhere, outside, on vacation, you know, at home with your kids, wherever you find yourself. Um, And so the premise behind the book was, well, what do people do when they're not necessarily in the same place every day of the year? Like how do they stick to their program or what's the resource that they can go to if they don't have, you know, like I do a million ideas running around in my head about how to work out with, with no equipment. Um, so the idea for the book was to try to, you know, fill that gap, give people uh, an easy to understand um, resource uh, for ideas those situations, you know, so I divided the book up into three sections, uh, at home, at the gym, or on the road, and I came up with 365 workouts, so roughly 120 each for each of those, you know, theoretical locations, and I tried to imagine what would be available, you know, at, a, at, at an average person's house, in their garage, their backyard, out front, whatever. And the same thing kind of when they're traveling, if they're at a hotel or, you know, at the beach on vacation. So what type of things might they be, might they have access to? And I just created the workouts, you know, based on that, on that premise. So CrossFit Anywhere has, you've got two locations that you're running right now, correct? Yeah, that's right. We have two locations in the Sacramento area, one in Folsom and uh, the other one is in Roseville. So juggling all that, Blair, what what compelled you to to write this book with so much going on? What like what was the final straw that broke the camel's back that that sent you over the edge and said, "I need to get these workouts out into the world"? Uh, you know, I feel like writing is something I enjoy doing. I mean, I got my start uh, as far as you know my uh, my athletic career. I, I started writing a blog almost immediately. Uh, that's kind of how I kind of filled the creative void that I, I felt like I had when I was, you know, not not a student or not, you know, uh, doing anything, producing anything on my own. So I would write this blog, and all it would be, all it was about was about me coming up with workouts outside. And I would, you know, put the videos up on YouTube, and like it was just fun. It was really fun for me to come up with these original or unique ways to work out and you know like sometimes when i say it out loud it sounds kind of stupid but for some reason i i just think it's cool and i got a lot of great 
feedback on it when I was doing it. And um, I think the book is kind of like a return to that. You know, I haven't really, since I opened my gyms, I haven't, I haven't blogged and written nearly as much as, honestly, as I would, as, as I would like. And I, there's no real excuse for it other than you just get busy and you know, your priorities change. Um, so I think the book was, it was like a singular focus and a project where I felt like maybe I was returning a bit to that and I could put something down, you know, on paper or in writing that's not going to expire on the Instagram, you know, feed uh, that's going to be there forever and people can always go find it. I don't know. That was, I guess it just kind of hit me one day that that was something I wanted to do. And I had an old email in my inbox from a, a publisher and uh, from uh, Fairwinds Press. And uh, so I hit her up and we started talking about it, got the project rolling. That's awesome. So I'm going to mention to our visitors that if you want to check out that book, uh, the website to check that out is BlairMorrison.com, correct? Yeah, you can find all the information about the book at BlairMorrison.com, like what local retailers will be at at in, in print or what online place you can find it. Awesome. So, uh, Blair, as you may know, the majority of our audience uh, are either gym owners or people looking to open their own gym. So I want to kind of shift directions a little bit and talk about your experience with CrossFit Anywhere. So I, I always like to hammer on one thing that we're going to really dial in on for, for people that are either opening a gym or have their own gym. And in looking at CrossFit Anywhere, one thing that I see you guys doing really well is differentiating yourselves in the market. Marketplace. So you were ranked uh, number one by KCRA in the area, and you. And I should add that in Sacramento, I'm assuming that you have a very uh, concentrated market of CrossFit affiliates. Is that correct? Yeah, we have. I think the last count was like 43 CrossFit in Sacramento. Nice. So it's a lot. It's only it's only a city of. Uh, I think the the, the wider. Yeah, Sacramento metropolitan area is like maybe 1.8 million, something like that. Very densely. So what are some things that you do from within CrossFit Anywhere to to differentiate yourself in such a packed market? Um, Well, I mean, one thing we do, we have a – we try to push our philosophy to the front of all of our marketing. So our website, our, um, our social media, all that stuff is focused on the outdoor nature of a lot of our workouts. So we try to feature not necessarily like barbell movements or, um, you know, inside the gym stuff as much as we try to feature the fact that we go to the lake and do open water swimming you know, once a week in the summer, or that we do a lot of, you know, sandbag carries or hikes on the weekend. So I think that uh, because that's, that's our identity, that's our niche within the community, we try to feature that. So I think a lot of other businesses, a lot of other cross businesses in particular uh, have grown up, you know, pretty much exclusively on the back of the name CrossFit, and they've kind of relied on that name to differentiate themselves from, say, like a, a Bally's or a, a California Family Fitness or whatever the, the big chain is in your area. 
but what we're seeing now, especially in our market, because there is such a high density of CrossFit gyms, is in order to be successful, you're going to have to not only differentiate yourself from the non-CrossFit gyms, you're going to have to differentiate yourself from the other CrossFit gyms as well. And that's not to say you need to, you know, go out and, you know, undercut them or badmouth them or anything. Just kind of find what you're good at or what what members are going to, you know, resonate with about your gym specifically so that you can get the right people coming to you. So, um, that's something that we try to do off the top is feature prominently what our philosophy is and what our identity is as a CrossFit gym. Um and then the other thing that we did a really great job of was uh, kind of branding our, our logo and our color scheme within the CrossFit community. We, we chose a really simple, I chose a really simple, you know, a logo, which is just a man, a silhouette of a guy with his hands on his knees, kind of breathing hard, uh, that everybody can relate to. And it's pretty, you know, it's pretty innocuous, but also pretty powerful and then our color scheme was tie-dye uh we just we tie-dye all our own shirts all our competitions people wear tie-dye so it's like this huge flash of color you know kind of amidst the the random you know either neon logos or all black t-shirts and the tie-dye just jumped out so i feel like we're very recognizable in those those two respects both our philosophy and then our kind of our brand our branding um, I think little things are really easy things for. They're cheap. They don't cost anything. And they just they travel a long way. They'll go the life of your business if you just settle on something that you know you're good at, you know you want to push. That's your identity and your your brand. Um, you know, it just it doesn't cost anything, and it travels the whole, the whole life of your business. So in looking at some of your branding, Blair, it's quite apparent that this was – that your branding and your philosophy is just a very natural extension of yourself. Was this something that you did intentionally from the beginning or something that your brand sort of grew into? Um, that's a good question. I think um, – well, I think the philosophy, the outdoor philosophy, that was, that was intentional. You know, I knew from my travels, you know, I was, I was overseas in Europe for a year doing a master's program. I've been traveling around and creating these workouts and visiting, you know, probably 30, 30 or 40 different CrossFit gyms across Europe while I was there. And I saw kind of what was out there, what was being done. And I knew that what I, what I loved about fitness was not necessarily being um, capitalized on in CrossFit necessarily. I mean, I, people love the idea of working out outside and, you know, applying fitness, but they're just not doing it consistently and they're not really making it like the ultimate priority in the gym. You know what I mean? So I knew from being traveling around and seeing those things that there was, there was space in the market for me to do that. Um, so when I came back to California and I opened my gym in 2011, I knew that's the identity I wanted to have. So I picked the location that was near the trail, near the bike trail. And it was you know, within a mile of Folsom Lake so that I could really choose those features in my programming every single week. Um, so I would say that was, that was pretty intentional. As far as the, 
the branding, um, you know, the, that was kind of just lucky. The tie-dye thing was was a little bit random. A buddy of ours was, a buddy of mine that I kind of grew up with was going through a um, kind of like a rehab stint, and one of the things they recommended for him was to, to like, do arts and crafts as kind of therapy. And so he was doing a lot of tie-dye, and I just loved it. I'm like, man, this stuff looks really cool. Like, let me, let me make something with you. And, you know, so we started doing it. We just, it's a timing lined up, right, that I was opening the gym kind of around the same time. And I was like, no, this is cool. Let's just let's make this kind of identity. It fits with the outdoor kind of, you know, organic idea I want to go with. And uh, it just grew from there. People across this, they love it. It's quirky. It's different. Um, and so it kind of just grabbed on after that. I love it, Blair. So uh, think back to 2011. You just get your affiliation approved by CrossFit HQ. Uh, what's one piece of advice, if you could travel back in time, that you would tell Blair back in 2011 as you're getting ready to start that gym? Yeah, I could tell myself? Yeah. Um, Any advice looking back in hindsight? Well, let's see. I've had, you know, I, at one point I had three affiliates, and I n- now only have two. And I think the advice I would give myself isn't necessarily at the moment that I opened up the first one. It would be when I decided to open up the second one. Mm-hmm. And the advice I would give myself is never – open a business unless you have the exact right location to do it. Um, I feel like this is not specific to CrossFit, um, but I learned the hard way that even though my product is, you know, in, in my estimation, better than my a lot of my competitors, if I am not situated in the right location, it does not matter. People won't find you. And... And I learned that the hard way. I had a, a business that was, you know, in a kind of a tucked away area of a very affluent neighborhood. And I'm like, okay, well, it's off the beaten path, but, you know, no big deal. It'll, we'll figure it out. We've got a great product. They'll find us. It's all online anyway. And it's just not true. It's not true. At least not anymore. You know, maybe when there's only, you know, three CrossFit gyms in a, you know, 25-mile radius, people will find you. That's just not the way it is anymore. The reality is you need to be in a very convenient, accessible, and inexpensive location in order to make a business work right now. CrossFit, that's the gym owner. Awesome. So yeah. what are what are some of those things? So, so you, you're running these two affiliates. You've got a book out right now that you're selling. What are some of those habits that you have every day that keep everything in line? To keep everything in line. Yeah, to keep you focused, keep you working, to keep you sane throughout all of it. Um, I really look forward to a breakfast with my wife every day. Um, so a typical day for me starts at uh, between five thirty and six fifteen. I either coach the five thirty class or I have a, a one-on-one session um, at. At 6.15, so right after that, those classes are done, right around 
I come home and we have breakfast together from 7.30 till 9, five days a week. Awesome. And that's something that I really look forward to. It keeps me, I don't know, it's like a good, I'm not eating out at a, you know, restaurant, like obsessing on the computer, checking emails. Like I just come home, we talk about other stuff. We watch like the morning, like the local news. Uh, it's great. So that's one thing that I never, I never skip. That's part of my day. You know, if I don't, I don't, I don't use those hours for anything else. Absolutely. So, yeah. Well, cool. Well, Blair, I know you need to get going. So, uh, just wrapping up, I want to, I want to give out some plugs. I know we talked about the the website for the book. It's uh, blairmorrison.com. That's M O R R I S O N. Uh, where can uh, where can we find CrossFit anywhere? So CrossFit anywhere. Our website is anywherefit.com, and um. It's kind of, I try, I'm trying to like, I used to have a bunch of different websites and I'm trying to centralize everything now. Mm-hmm. So anywherefit.com is the home of CrossFit Anywhere. It's also the home of um, the Anywhere Fit Travel, which is the, I do these trips once or twice a year where I take a group of people basically on a 10 day fitness adventure. Awesome. Or we, we road, we road trips. Like this summer we're going to Greece and we're going a couple different islands and we're going to basically create workouts along the way with whatever we find. Um, so that's, that web that, that business is, is housed at that website as well. Um, can anyone do one of these anywhere trips or is that just limited to your membership? Oh no, it's open to anybody. Usually we have, we usually get about 25 to 30 people participating and they're from all over the world. You get people from Denmark and Italy and, uh, Israel, all over the place. That's awesome. So I'm seeing here that uh, end of August, you guys are heading to Greece, correct? Yeah. Awesome, man. Yeah, we're going to Greece. So, so anyway, August like 21st and 31st. Sweet, man. Sweet. Well, uh, Blair, any last uh, any last plugs or words of advice for any affiliate owners out there? Yeah, I mean, it depends on. You got to know know where you are, know your market. Like, there's a lot of great business ideas out there for CrossFit affiliate owners. And some of them work because, you know, the person that's doing it is in, you know, Hollywood or, you know, Boston or whatever. It's like, just because that works there doesn't mean that that's going to work in, you know, Little Rock or Des Moines or in Sacramento. Um, and by the same, same stretch, things that work here may not work in a, you know, a more densely populated area. Mm-hmm. The best piece of advice I would say is when you're looking for new ideas, take into account the, the differences and similarities between where the idea was formed and what your, actual, what your realities are. Because there's nothing more valuable to your business than knowing what the realities of your market is or your market are. Um, you know, we tried a bunch of different things that are more traditional with marketing and they just, they just haven't worked, mm-hmm. you know, like direct mail doesn't work for us. Mm-hmm. Um, email with from promotional things like Groupon or living social or these things, you know, they work a little bit and, and pretty much they don't work anymore. So there's a lot of stuff that, that are particular to our market. It's, you know, saturated with gyms and that's stuff that I have to, take into consideration every time I make a 
a business decision on how I'm going to allocate you know, money towards growing the business. Um, yeah, I mean, other than that, I think patience is a really important thing right now. You're going to see a lot of these, a lot of gyms out there that are struggling and, and people are, there's going to be a kind of a convergence, I think, of smaller gyms either joining forces or being bought out by bigger, bigger gyms. And, you know, you're going to have to be patient to see if you're, your business is going to be strong enough to survive it. Absolutely. I love it, Blair. Um, so again, hey, man, thank you so much for, for being on the show. Listeners, head over to BlairMorrison.com. Uh, check out that book. And I'd also encourage everybody to check out AnywhereFit.com just to get an idea of what we're talking about here as far as like defining your brand and sticking to that in all of your marketing components. So, Blair, I know you got to go. Yeah, if they want to, uh, they want to follow me directly. You know, I usually am on Instagram every every other day or so at, at Morrison underscore Blair. Awesome. Yep. We'll throw all those into the show notes and, uh, and get it sent out. Blair, have a good one, man. Thanks so much. All right. Thanks a lot, Matt. All right. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Sport of Business podcast. If you found this valuable, be sure to subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher and leave us a review. For more information, head over to 321goproject.com.